Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Burrito Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 15th. We are live from Darn, North Carolina. I'm Tobe. Joining me is Blake, as always. And let's get started. What's up, what's up, what's up? Football is underway, and we had a pretty good weekend. Mine was pretty good until Monday night, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I enjoyed this weekend. It was good football. Good to have you back. Yep, um, always stressful week one. Make bets. Don't really know what's going to happen, judging stuff based off preseason reports last season. I expect it did not go well for a lot of people. There were a lot of road upsets in the NFL. There were quite a few upsets in um, college football as well. Yep. And um, I guess we'll start talking about college football all the games that happened. Um, what was your take from Oregon versus Ohio State? Um, I, I I was a little surprised because I uh, both of these teams usually kind of fall in the same boat to me where they are a little overplayed because of their popularity every year. Um, but Oregon play came out and missing two of their best players and was really good defensively for most of the game. Anthony Brown looked better. Uh, CJ Fredell is a monster. But I, I, I do think a lot of it is Ohio State's defense is not as good as it normally is because they uh, this is more than once that, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just they, – they got they got plunged pretty pretty hard. And I um, I don't think Ohio State's one of the Big Ten. That's, that's not going to get it done. It's just not. But uh, I, I thought Oregon was impressive, and I think they're going to um, – they're 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 now the easily the favorite in the Pac-12 now that USC has fallen apart and um, the only other team I think you know that's a logical rival to them is UCLA, but as we know the Pac-12 doesn't follow logic. So, yep, um, I think Oregon uh, they had a good game plan. They saw what the Gophers did last week. They ran the ball and for some reason. Ohio State, I guess they didn't make adjustments week to week defensively. Uh, they got gashed over and over. I'm pretty sure Oregon ran the same running play to the same side of the field like three times for three different touchdowns. As you yeah. said, C.J. Verdell was a monster. Um, Anthony Brown, he looked all right for the most part. Uh, Oregon, they, they played decent defense. They still allowed like – 600-ish yards to Ohio State, but they were clutch when it mattered. A clutch yeah, interception ben, at the end. A ben lot of fourth-down stops. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Stroud? Um, he, he still plays like he doesn't have a lot of experience being a college quarterback, but he did all he can do, um, in my opinion. But – yeah. When there was like pressure in his face, or it was like a long third down, he did force things. Yeah, I I, I think next year he's going to be a very 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 good quarterback. I think this year is going to be some growing pains, um, especially since you know uh, they play they play, they play Iowa this year. Uh, I don't think they do. Uh, well, um, they I mean, the Big Ten is notorious for having. Quite a few pretty good defenses. Uh, I know they play Michigan. Um, Michigan is still 
depressing. But Michigan's always got a pretty solid defense, um, and I'm sure they're going to do their best to make him uncomfortable. And I don't know, I just feel like he's going to he's gonna have some growing pains, but I think um, next year he's going to be really, really good because his, like, athletic skills, like gifts, is ridiculous. I mean, they've got – they're still going to play Penn State and Michigan um, and, and Rutgers, who all have pretty good defenses. Uh, Rutgers. Rutgers does have a good defense. They they lack on offense um, a little bit, but they do have a good defense. Um, I'm not saying they're going to beat them. I'm just saying that's the good defenses I see on here because Indiana doesn't have a good defense. Nebraska doesn't. Michigan State's okay, and Purdue, I don't know yet. Purdue has uh, – Purdue, they, they have a number on the Buckeyes. They do have a number on the Buckeyes. Yeah, Purdue's got a big game this week to, to prove whether or not they're a good team or not because I really still can't tell. So we'll see when they play Notre Dame this week. Um, I mean, based off the first two weeks and everything that's happened, can we legitimately call Notre Dame a good team? No. No, they, they've – They've beaten two pretty not good teams. We know Florida State's not good. We know that. Their whole, like, everything Florida State's got going right now is misery. I don't know what what is going on. The That that game, we got to talk about. I don't know who is the defensive coordinator for Penn State off the top of my head. I mean, not Penn State, Florida State. I don't know what play he called, why there was nobody deep, why nobody wants to tackle. But for whatever reason, they just thought Jacksonville State was going to walk into the locker room and act like the game was over. I don't, I don't know what, what that was. That was really weird. But um, if, if, if that team that lost to Jacksonville State, that is an FCS team, okay, then then they almost beat Notre Dame. They pushed them to their limits. And then again this week, Notre Dame got pushed their limits by Toledo. Yeah. And if not for Toledo's offense being very predictable and boring. Toledo probably would have beat them because Toledo's defense played out of their minds. I – no, there's no way Notre Dame's a good team unless they just have the worst two-week, first-week two-week jitters I've ever seen. we got a few yeah. teams like that, dude, that uh, and, and that are ranked that honestly just looked very pedestrian. I, I mean, I thought A&M did not look great against um, – uh, Colorado. I thought Colorado should have won that game. They 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 were they dominated the whole game defensively. They gave up one touchdown in the end and lose because the offense was just incapable of moving the ball. Uh, which well, Texas think, A&M's defense was great cut, too. I think we can cut A&M some slack uh, since their starting quarterback got hurt. I think the first drive of the game. Now he's out for I think eight weeks with a broken ankle. That's not good either. Their backup quarterback came, uh, came in. He looked looked wild out there. Yeah, he did not look good at all. Well, I mean, uh, that's he what... got. He did get get it together a little bit in the second half. Yeah, well, I feel like run. No, that was fumbled in the end zone. I feel like that's less of a reason to give them a break because that's going to be their quarterback from now on. And he came in unprepared. He looked ridiculous, and he. He got dominated most of the game. He made the play when it counts. I, I'll give him that. But I don't know. It was uh, it was a little sketchy. And, of course, I, Miami. I, I think it'll get better. I think it'll get better. Cause and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe his, we'll see. That's his first game action, and it's in freaking Mile High Stadium. Fair enough. Of all, of all places. 
But um, A&M, their defense is elite. It is. It is. Uh, then we got Miami, who's just Miami. Uh, the same Miami we've had for the last 10, 12 years, just um, overhyped and then disappointing. Um, they are the Texas of the East Coast. And it's just, I mean, App State is App State is a good football program, but they're not. They shouldn't be pushing you to your brink if you're supposed to be a ranked, you know, big power five team. Oh, they shouldn't be ranked to begin with. That too. If you get murdered by Alabama on national television, you probably shouldn't be ranked after that. But it's all right. Uh, speaking of murdered, uh, Iowa State um, was pretty bad. Um, and Iowa was very good. So now I, um, I, I'm having the trouble of discerning whether or not Iowa State's just not that good or if Iowa's legit. Like, uh, you know, Iowa has this happen every once in a while where they look like world beaters at the beginning of the year and then they kind of trail off. But, I mean, not not like that. That was This is several dominant games, two, two dominant games to start the year against good teams, you know? Yeah, uh, that defense very opportunistic. They're, They're legit out there. They're legit. Yeah, I, I mean, I was very impressed. Like, it's not even Iowa State. They played they played terrible. They played like dog shit. But even then, they were still driving in the third quarter. And yeah. then you know, fumble return for a touchdown, then a pick. Then another pick, and then another pick, and that pretty much sealed their fate. Like they they held Iowa to I think less than ten yards in the third quarter, and outgained them by over hundred yards, and they were outscored ten nothing. Yeah, well, Iowa's next three games are Kent State, Colorado State, and Maryland. Um, so going into the Penn State game, they'll likely be five and zero. And that's uh, if Penn State gets through Auburn today, Penn State will also likely be five and zero, and that'll be a top five or six matchup because Iowa's five right now, and inevitably <clears throat> Notre Dame's probably going to lose. They'll fall out of top ten, um, and then you know one of the other top ten teams will lose, and they said we might have a top five game between Penn State and Iowa to decide who advances from the um, the oh the Big Ten West Iowa's pretty much unchallenged in the Big Ten West as long as they beat Wisconsin. Yeah, pretty much. Iowa's in the easy easy division of the Big Twelve Big Ten. Yeah. Meanwhile, Penn State has to play Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State every single year. Yeah, Penn State's record is uh quite tough. Um, to be honest with you, they because after so they got Auburn this week, which is. Pretty tough out-of-conference opponent for a team that's got such a tough in-conference schedule. Then they got Villanova and Indiana, who Indiana right now is not what we expect them to be. Uh, then you got well, Iowa. They, they played Iowa, so we don't really know about Indiana. I guess. Then you got Illinois, but then they got to play Ohio State. Then they got to play Michigan. Then they got to play Rutgers. Then they got to play Michigan State, which I know you snickered at Rutgers, but that's, they're not a terrible team. They're really not. They're a bold team. They will make a bowl game this year. So you know I, they're going to beat in in the Big Ten. They they sure aren't beating Ohio State. That's for sure. Well, they got, they have an easy game this week, so they're going to beat Delaware. Um, and you got Michigan. 
which I don't think they're going to be Michigan, but maybe. You never know. Michigan's always weird. And then you got Ohio State, and then you got Michigan State, Northwestern, Illinois. They could win all three of those games and be 6-2. and two. I mean, because Northwestern has been – they look meh. They don't look like the team they were last year. Illinois sucks. Um, and then they got uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State, and, and Maryland. And, I mean, honestly, I don't think Wisconsin's that great. They could probably beat Wisconsin. And then they, they might – I mean, they could compete with Indiana. So, I, I don't – you never know. I think they're going to be a good team, a solid team. Not like, you know, they're not going to be in the playoff argument or nothing like that. You're really high on Rutgers or whatever reason. I watched them play, and they're good. Watch them play Syracuse. I watched them play Temple as well, and they're they're a good team. Yeah, Temple's not a good team, dude. <laughs> I'm not saying Temple's not... a good team. I didn't say Temple's a good team. I said I watched Rutgers play Temple, and Temple, I mean, and, and Rutgers is a good team. Um, <clears throat> but let's go yeah. to the uh, the real the real disappointment, hilarious action of the week. But uh, how about Texas deciding they want to join the SEC in the year that they play a bottom tier SEC team? And get absolutely smacked. I enjoyed every second of it. I, I am because that was just so perfectly hilarious. Oh, I, I did not know that Arkansas hated Texas that much. I don't really huh. know the history of that rivalry. Their their AD loved it. Let them storm the field. Of course. I mean, just watching that absolutely. game, you 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 could just tell there is animosity there. Arkansas played with hatred. That the yeah hatred, the killer instinct, and Texas, yeah, Texas just looked, looked flat, looked shell shocked. They looked um, flat, dude. This is what I said last week, dude. Everyone they get punched in the mouth and don't respond a lot of the time, and they got punched in the mouth, and then they backed into a corner and kept getting punched over and over and over and over, and. They're gonna to have to get used to it, dude, because the SEC is gonna be like that all the time, every week. Yep, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Because um, I mean, Arkansas is, might have a good year this year, but they're a bottom tier program in the SEC. Because if they if they're losing to Arkansas like that, they'd lose to Kentucky. I mean, they'd lose bottom, to Auburn. Bottom tier is subjective. They're not at Vanderbilt level. They're not at Missouri level. I'd say Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt doesn't even count. They're not even really in that conference. I don't even know what. I don't even know what Vanderbilt's doing. Vanderbilt doesn't count to me. I forget they're even in the SEC all the time. I think they're in the American or something. Okay. I'd rate Arkansas at like the above the Mississippi State level. They're C tier. No, no, no. They're not. Their program is not better Mississippi State's. No. I'm talking no. about their Maybe. team right now. Their team right okay, now. I'm talking yeah. about pro, I'm talking about like program as a whole because that's what, you know, this is what, what Texas is going to have to play over a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? And Arkansas has historically been pretty average C tier, you know, not nothing outstanding. They might have a good well, team this year. That's not what I'm saying. Well, when, when they have their good years, they're really good. They just yeah, have yeah, they haven't been relevant for a while. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that happens with the SEC every once in a while though because it's the SEC. There's kind of a rotation of there's there's Alabama and Georgia every year, right? And then everyone else kind of rotates and having good teams. 
because we've had Mississippi State year or two. We've had Texas A&M, who's been pretty consistent now. Um, we've had years where Kentucky was pretty good. Arkansas has been pretty good. Um, we had we had years when Missouri was pretty good and Blaine Gabbert. So they kind of rotate like the, the the outside tier that kind of competes and Ole Miss too. I can't forget them. So um, and Arkansas might be that team this year. Um, I think the SEC's got LSU's going to take a step back, uh, and it seems like Ole Miss is legit. Um, I don't know if Arkansas is legit or if Texas just sucks, but uh, Arkansas seems pretty good. I really like Kentucky. I really think Kentucky is a good team. Um, so the, the SEC is going to be tough this year. That's why I don't think um, I don't think Georgia's going to go undefeated. They're going to slip up against somebody. Well, I I, I think their defense is too good to, for them it to is good. slip up against someone. It is good, but I mean, like. Like, to beat another team, you have to score a touchdown. Unless they l- literally throw the ball to you on offense, you're not going to beat them without scoring. How much of them beating Clemson is that Georgia's legit? Or is it that maybe Clemson's just not that good this year? It, like, they're not, not about, you know, elite it's level. Not about, it's not about them beating Clemson. It's the way that they did beat Clemson. They no dominated Clemson, but, but Clemson no also has – Clemson's replacing their running back, their quarterback, their right tackle, and they're replacing a couple receivers. They still got Justin Ross, but he didn't look like Justin Ross. I mean, Clemson's offense is not what it has been. You know, I mean, I like DJ Uyagalele, but he did not look very good. I think it was just that one-game thing. You know, week one, week one for college – yeah, it could have been they'll, a fluke. They'll they'll obviously get it together. I mean, Clemson has went through freaking um, T.J. Boyd, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Ta- Lawrence, Taj Boyd. I will stand by. Was a good college quarterback. No matter what, he was a good college quarterback. He was not a great quarterback. He was a good college quarterback. They have had pretty good established quarterbacks over the last 15, 20 years. Not twenty years, fifteen years. But I don't know, dude. I just – I don't trust Georgia sports. I don't, dude, as an Atlanta Braves fan. I have witnessed it firsthand and watching football most of my life. I have witnessed Georgia football. I have witnessed the Atlanta Falcons. They're, they're going to mess up. I don't know when. I don't know how it's going to happen. And I have no trust in And I have zero faith in JT Daniels. Absolutely none. I do not think he is that good. I do. He is, he is like a a carbon copy of Jake Fromm, who is just accurate but has no other redeeming qualities whatsoever. I mean, I think he just didn't watch the bowl game he played against Cincinnati. That's that's it. I just I don't I don't care for JT Daniels like that. Dude. I really don't. Jake Fromm's had big games too. He sucks. He sucks. He's just an accurate quarterback who is a decent game manager, and JT Daniels is basically the same guy. Uh, I wouldn't really call you the accurate judge of quarterbacks since you you have a hate boner for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback either. What are you talking about? 
I'm just saying you have a hate boner for him. Jimmy Garoppolo's not a good NFL quarterback. Just if, like you plug, if you if you stuck if you stuck Jimmy Garoppolo in college, yes, he would dominate. He would dominate. He's not a good NFL quarterback. I'm not talking He's about not. putting him in college. He's not a good NFL quarterback. I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you that till I'm blue in the face. Okay, he's not a good NFL quarterback, but we're not talking NFL. It's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, State blundered last week. Mississippi State, it, you know, just is. It is what it is. That's what being State is. But USC uh, got hammered by Stanford, dude. Like that was embarrassing. So embarrassing, in fact, they fired Clay Hilton the next day. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Were you? Yeah, he's been he's been on the hot seat for like five years now, dude. Like Stanford was their line though. You're you're at home after going undefeated in conference last season. Yeah. You're at home, seventeen points favorites to a Stanford team that was down twenty four nothing most of the game to Kansas State. Only scored yeah, I mean, one touchdown in the final minutes, and you lose by like twenty points at home like that. But like you just said, they went undefeated in conference last year, and yeah, that's why ex- that's why expectations are so high for this year for them. That's tough, and for him, that sucks. I uh, I wish I wish other schools always held their coaches to a certain like you know level of expectation. But I feel like that was I, – I, I don't know. I felt like it was a little uh, abrupt. It was a bad game. I don't no, think it was all on Clay this, Helton. This was, this was a long, long time. This was a long time coming. Clay Helton, he's kept that job this long only because of Sam Darnold. And that's it. Mm. Sam Darnold saved his job because he was supposed to be fired that season um, mm. before they benched – their quarterback for Sam Darnold. I don't know. I don't really care about USC. They haven't been relevant since Reggie Bush left. Don't really care. They're not. They're not, dude. They're not like. They're not what they were. The the, the mid two thousand USC was a powerhouse, but they're just not. They want to be that again, and they're just not. There's there's a long road from that. They had they had Pete Carroll, who is a legit elite level coach and that's what it takes to take the talent and make it, you know, powerhouse. You know, like Nick Saban is an elite level coach. Uh, Dabo Swinney is an elite level coach and I believe they could coach at any level and they would make it work. So that's like, unless they get somebody like that, which will not be, I hope it's not Urban Meyer. I really hope that's not true. I know people are talking about it too. Do you know how embarrassing that would be for the Jacksonville Jaguars if Urban Meyer cuts tail and runs to USC? Oh well, my God! Urban Meyer is like it, it rumored to be going to like every big school that fires their head coach. Yeah, like, but how how often last, does it actually happen? It happens a lot. It happened last season too. It happens school. a lot, dude. It's <laughs> I don't understand the man. He's so weird. I mean, so I, weird. I, I think people are just making shit up to get clicks. They also <sighs> they also put Luke Luke Fickle on um, Cincinnati's coach as a potential candidate. 
mean, yeah, it, it's it, it would suck for them. They just get it's it's it's, it's going to be um, Franklin or whatever to do. Uh, was at Penn State. Franklin isn't leaving Penn State Un- unless he has a terrible end to the season. I don't see him leave. It's going to be it's going to be that or Bill O'Brien. No, they have uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator as a potential candidate for the Eric Benemy is not going back to college. No, 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 no. Eric Benemy wants a head coaching NFL job, and he deserves one. I hope that's not it. I hope he, I mean, he gets an NFL job. I mean, it's not like being a coach at USC is so bad. You're in Los Angeles. I'm not saying that. I just – Dude, he deserves an NFL coaching job. He deserves it. Eric Benemy has been great. I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, before we wrap up uh, college, we have our contenders and pretenders from this week that we learned who which teams we think um, from this week alone have potential to be real deal contenders and who um, who's full of shit. Um, who you got as your uh, contender that you learned of this week? Uh, I have my contender is Iowa. Uh, they have a really good defense. Uh, they they have a great head coach. I mean, he's coached them to be undefeated in the regular season. And um, this season compared to last season, it was like Iowa came out of nowhere that season where they went to the Rose Bowl. I think it was um, 2015, but you know they they started this year ranked. They're like ranked 16th, I think. Yeah. Now that already now they're, fifth. To, now they're up to five. Yeah. Like, if it feels Impressive. different this it feels different this year. They have a solid roster. I think if they can get it together, get it rolling on offense to consistently score points without relying on their defense to get turnovers. Yeah. They can win the Big Ten easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, my contender is um, probably the other obvious one, uh, Oregon. Beating Ohio State is never any uh, anything to sneeze at. You know, it's, it's, it's a legit win always. As much as, you know, we don't care for Ohio State all the time, you know, that's a legit program and they win – a lot of football games and going in there and beating them and honestly dominating them um, was pretty impressive. The score doesn't look like it, but they, they dominated Ohio State. You know, that was uh, that was pretty crazy to see. So I think they're a legit team. Um, if they can get by the weirdness of the Pac-12, I think they're going to make the, the playoff. And we might get to see a little, um, little Oregon revenge. I think this, but this team goes as far as Anthony Brown, his his ceiling can reach because he he's the he's the question mark with that team because his play's a little erratic. But that running game is that good, and if they get Thibodeau back, and that defense is it's legit, it's legit. So I mean, they can compete with the best of the best. So I think they're definitely a legit contender now that we've seen them beat Ohio State. Yeah, and just saying, if Andy. Anthony Brown um, fucks up. They always have a five-star quarterback on the bench. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my pretender um, is going to be Penn State. Um, 
they won last week. That's fine. Uh, I do not like their quarterback, Steve Clifford. Um, I think Penn State every year has a similar um, issue than Notre Dame does, is that because of their history, we tend to overhype them, overrate them, and put them in an area that they shouldn't be. And I think this is another year. I think they beat, they beat Wisconsin. It's great, but I also don't think Wisconsin's that good. I think the Big Ten as a whole this year is kind of uh, taking a step back. They're still good defensively, of course, like they always are, but I think um, I don't think they're as good throughout the entire conference as they normally are. So I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see Penn State as a real contender. They might squeak by Auburn this week because Auburn is very inconsistent and weird. But I don't think Penn State's a legit contender. Like if they had to play Alabama or Georgia or even Oregon, they had, they have no chance to me. But yeah, that's my, that's my pretender that I learned from this week. Okay, my pretender of the week is Notre Dame. Of course. Uh, a week uh, after a dogfight at Tallahassee playing against Florida State, to have that kind of performance at home against Toledo, no offense to yeah. them, but they're yeah. a MAC team. You're not yeah. If you're Notre Dame, you're not supposed to lose to Toledo if you want to actually compete for a national championship, make the playoffs, and not be blown out by uh, Alabama or Clemson. And – um. That just showed to me that they're the same, same old Notre Dame. They yeah. can, they can beat the teams on their schedule, but they're not gonna be a national championship team like no. they used to be like thirty years ago. No, someone and, has and, someone has to say, someone has to let them know. Stop, stop voting them. Stop overranking <laughs> them every year. Uh, I, they're not I gonna, just... they're not gonna win. I was absolutely amazed by how much uh, Notre Dame's O-line made the entire Notre Dame, I mean, uh, Toledo defensive line look like NFL prospects. They're, uh, I forget his name, I think it was Johnson. Well, one of their, they have several guys with the last name Johnson on their defense, but Toledo had a DN named Johnson that was making Notre Dame's left tackle look like he was playing high school football. And that guy is like, I'm sure he's like a two-star recruit playing at Toledo. And he absolutely abused Notre Dame. And it was, I don't know, dude. I will say, I was semi-impressed by Jack Cohn, his toughness of popping his finger back in place and throwing that touchdown. That was pretty damn, that was pretty football. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty cool. But um, outside of Mayer, that team is lacking, dude. They're hurting. And they uh, they they got some work to do. Uh, they better watch out for watch out for Purdue this week. Yeah, before the entire team gets executed again. Yeah, that's it. Uh, our performances of the week, uh, you got uh, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. Yep, 405 passing yards, five touchdowns, a domination yeah. of Illinois, an uh, yeah. Illinois team that beat Nebraska, a Nebraska team that plays Ohio State this week. He, oh, yeah, boy. He, he came out and absolutely blitzed Illinois through the air, dude. That was something else. I, I was it was the earliest game of the day, and I was kind of late turning it on. I turned it on and it's already fourteen to zero. It's been on for like five minutes. He he went he went to him quick, and he I was uh that's weird. You don't see that in Virginia very often. I was pretty impressed. Um, yeah. And then we got we got Chris Rodriguez Jr. at Kentucky, uh, absolutely just run through Missouri. He did have one really pretty bad goal line fumble, but it ended up not affecting the game. Um, but 
the biggest thing about this is it shows me this is how like kind of scared I am of Kentucky that they can run and throw the ball because Will Levy's is a real deal. Oh, and, yeah. he, he was a real deal at Penn State. I was surprised he lost his starting job, to be honest with you. He is good, uh, dude. And he and 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 the, Chris Rodriguez can run. Like he is a bowling ball. I that team's a little, a little scary. If their defense can hold one of the like bigger SEC teams to under 40 points, you know, that's a legit team. Also, side note, uh, they have a receiver named Smoke that is really fast. And honestly, that's one of the cooler, <laughs> cooler last names to have in um, in football. But yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty impressive from Mr. Rodriguez there. And our defensive uh Performer of the week, Matt Hankins, uh, defensive back from Iowa. He had two picks on Brock Purdy. Two yep. of the – I think he threw three picks in the third quarter. Yeah. Is, is it safe to say Brock Purdy's not like an NFL prospect anymore, though? I, I don't think he – He was. Really... Oh, he was. He wasn't He wasn't like, like on the level of other people, though. He – Probably People like were saying a, second, third round pick, and you know, win a win an NFL job. That's oh, not that's happening. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That's not happening. He's uh, there's honestly, the first two he weeks, does, there's, he, a, doesn't, there's a, he doesn't make good decisions. Yeah, but under, under pressure, under pressure, he does not make good decisions at all. I, w- I will say, I am enjoying the fact that um, I honestly do not feel confident about any single quarterback I've seen as an NFL prospect this year. You know what I mean? No one has like stood out yet, and that's fun. I think it's fun that we're not waiting the whole year for Trevor Lawrence to get drafted. Well, um, I think out of all the highly ranked quarterbacks that from this offseason, uh, Malik Willis from Liberty and Carson Strong from Nevada have been yeah. performing the best, and yeah, like it's, and- it's not even close. Either. Yeah, I mean they they're great, um, and I like both of them, and I like that they're at different schools. You know what I mean? Like we don't. A lot of times, the best quarterbacks aren't from the blue bloods for whatever reason. They're just not. I mean, we got. I mean, I, I mean Aaron Rodgers is from Cal. Um, Tom Brady was at Michigan, but he was kind of like a backup and came in as a backup and all that. Um, yeah, but a lot of these guys now they're they're not like you know top tier school quarterbacks. So I thought I think it'll be cool. You know, the both of them get a shot. Um, I thought Sam Howell has looked okay, not great, okay. Spencer Rattler, he played Western this week, my my <laughs> my school, and just went to that ass. But I mean, we're we're terrible, so that's not really that that big of a deal. Because um, he looked very very pedestrian the week before. So I don't know. Do I haven't? Um, I enjoy that. I I, I do that. Carson Strong is a good. One. I think Will Levy's has got to be on that. Uh, Will Levy's has got to be on that radar too. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's cool to have some parity. But I think right now Thibodeau is the number one pick. As long as the team needs a DN that's picking, which I think it'll be the, the Jags or the Texans. So they'll be picking, you know, best player available most likely. Um, yeah. So I, I I think Thibodeau is probably the leader for number one pick right now, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's all I got for college. Um, we'll move on to – the NFL. Um, it was a it was an entertaining week. I'll give it that. It was very entertaining. It was a pretty pretty weird week. 
It was. Um, a lot of unexpected results. Yeah. I uh, The one that, in retrospect, I should have saw coming was the Steelers-Bills one, which it surprised me at first glance. Then I thought about it. I was expecting a regression from the Bills anyway. Like, I didn't think it would come that, that aggressively, though. Um, honestly, both of those teams looked like good defenses with below-average offenses. And that is a little concerning because uh, Ben Roethlisberger did not look great. Not at all. He looks old. He does not look great. Um, honestly, Josh Allen didn't look great. He really didn't. And and I, I was very surprised Stephon Diggs had such a hard time getting open. He had to find Cole Beasley all game. Um Maybe he was getting power from his uh, belief in anti-vaccinations. I'm not sure, but um, he uh, it was weird. I I, I, didn't, I wasn't impressed by either team, to be honest with you, um, on offense. But defensively, both of them are legit. They just are. Yeah. So, but I, I feel like I should have saw that coming. Now that I when I watched the game, all I could think was that this is this is exactly how, of course, this would go. You know what I mean? I mean, I. I did not expect the Steelers to score 20 points. And yeah. let, let, let's be honest, they won the game on special teams. Special teams matters. Special teams, defense, the defense with the field position constantly. They yeah. did not They did not let the Bills move the ball unless – now I will say, you say special teams, and I know they, they did get the, the, the block punt or whatever. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie – when he got to return it, was giving them some excellent field position, and then Steelers were just like, no. I mean, they've kicked off to start the game. He runs it all the way back to 25, and they have to kick a field goal. So, I mean, I I don't know. The Bills looked very pedestrian, and uh, that's a little concerning on offense. I know the Steelers' defense is good, but they, they got to look better than that. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't even, like, the – like, you couldn't even see the – if we didn't see what happened last year, if we had no knowledge of last year, we would think that the, the Bills were not that great. So, it's a uh, well, it, slippery slope. We all know what happened last year with the Steelers also. They, yeah, they were fake last year. Absolutely fake winners. So, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. And um, another headline um, from last week. Pretty much all the quarterbacks that were drafted that started struggled. Oh yeah. Except except for Mac Jones, he looked really good, but but he also has the the best team out of all. Um, Zach Wilson did not get a lot of protection. No, especially after my my Kai Beckton went down. Yeah. Not a chance. Now he was he was getting hit a lot, and Trevor Lawrence. Looked like he was trying to force things out there. Well, also, I blame a lot of that on Urban Meyer. You're going to make a rookie in his first start throw the ball 50 times, 50 times, and I I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand. I also don't understand why he hates James Robinson. But whatever, um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I, I Trevor Lawrence looked. I feel bad for talking about the pits because he did throw the ball 50 times in his first starts, first time he's seen NFL defenses and all that. He didn't look great to me. He looked okay. Um, Zach Wilson, when he had protection, looked pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, Mac Jones looked fine. Um, he just, he's got to get a little better connection with his receivers. The Panthers' defense looked pretty good. 
surprisingly. Um, I was pretty impressed by them. Their secondary is, you know, usually kind of worrisome for them. But outside of Corey Davis, there was nothing there for anyone on the Jets. Yeah, their secondary improved a lot this offseason. Yeah, and obviously their D-line did. Either that or the Jets are just that bad. But uh, it's, it's this is the same thing every year. Oh, you know, our team doesn't look that bad. If only we could protect the quarterback every single year. The defense is okay. I wish we could protect the quarterback. That's what we got every year with the Jets. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, it was all right. And then Trey Lance come in and threw a touchdown. That was funny. Uh, and Justin Fields uh, came in and ran a touchdown. Yep. Um. I don't. I don't think it's going to be very long for Justin Fields to come play. I really don't. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Andy Dalton. He didn't. He didn't play bad. He didn't. I feel bad for him. Yeah, but um, I feel like even if he plays good, they won't find themselves in a position to win a lot of games against good teams. Luckily for them, yeah. it looks like. The NFC North isn't gonna look so hot. No, it they doesn't. all lost this week, so still a four yeah. four way tie. Still starting from scratch, but I um I I think the only reason Dalton's gonna get pulled is because Dalton is he's average, and we know that. But he um you know the Bears for them to win games with that defense, they need big plays. You know they need someone that can make something explosive happen. And even though Fields might come in and make some bad plays and make some bad turnovers, he's going to make something crazy happen once or twice a game. Um, and they need that. They just do. And I, I hate it for Dalton. As he, he I, I Part of me feels like he does deserve a real chance at a starting job. Um, and a lot of what happened – this weekend felt like the O line was is this the worst O line in football? It is. It's the worst O line in the NFL. And uh, I'd, he, I'd argue with you with the Giants on that one. Uh, the the Giants faced the best D line in football. That's kind of hard to, you know, the both teams faced two of the best D lines in football. So I guess it's hard to judge. Wait, no, the Giants played a different team. Never mind. I was thinking they played Washington. Washington played Chargers. Who uh, the Giants play this week? The Broncos. Ah, no. Yeah, the Giants O-line sucks. Okay. All right. Vaughn Miller was pretty good. Vaughn Miller is pretty good, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, I I feel bad for Andy Dalton. I really do. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to lose his job halfway through the year, too. If he gets hurt. No, he's going to lose his job. He's going to lose his job. Other than that, he looked good. Trey Lance also looked good. You weren't the slightest bit. It doesn't matter whether he looks good or not. If they start losing games, the 49ers uh, made me nervous, dude. They made me uncomfortable. If I was a 49ers fan, I did not feel like we won the game. I feel uncomfortable. I feel absolutely very anxious about the rest of the year that we gave up 33 points to the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff and almost lost. To be fair – it was all garbage time. It wasn't garbage time. The game was, they almost won the game. As a garbage time, they almost won the game. What, what, do you mean, almost, the game. what do you mean almost won the game? They were still down eight at the end they of the game. They almost won the game. They had a chance to win that game. The they Lions had, had a chance to tie that game. They had a chance to tie, not fucking win the game. What the hell the 49ers gave about? up 20-something points in the last four minutes. That yeah, is That think- is not good. You think Jimmy Garoppolo had something to do with that? I'm not saying – no, no, no. I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo played a good game. I'm not saying that. 
I'm I mean, saying that if they lose, if they start losing games, he will get yanked. I don't care how he's playing. That's how it works. That's just what it is. As sad as it may be, as shitty as it may be for him, that's how this works. And they didn't draft Trey Lance for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback of the future. So, I mean, I, I think they'll beat the Eagles this weekend. But then they got the Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Colts, Bears, Cardinals, Rams. So, if week if let's see if, if week one is that two three four five six seven eight week eight comes against the Cardinals, and they're in the last place in the NFC West, Jimmy Garoppolo is hitting the pine. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. Because there's other thing we didn't talk about: the Cardinals look ridiculous. Either the Titans suck or the Cardinals are legit. Because that was that was scary. That was a scary, scary beatdown I witnessed. Because if the Cardinals, always their issue is that their defense has sucked since Kyle Murray got there, since uh, Cliff Kingsbury's got there. Their defense has been terrible other than their secondary, and they've had injuries. Chandler Jones <laughs> looked like the second coming of Reggie White. And then, uh, I mean, the, the Titans just were were useless. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell which was – if it was the Titans were that bad or if the Cardinals were that, like, dominant, that is scary. I mean, five sacks on yeah. Taylor Lewan, a pretty good uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, and he yeah, even said himself he going, got exposed. Yeah, there's something going on there. And they still have J.J. Watt on the line. They have Zayvon yeah. Collins. And they have uh, Simmons from Clemson. Isaiah oh, Simmons looked much better. He looked like the guy they drafted and planned on him being which is also scary. You think about it. If Zayvon Collins works out, okay, then you got Buda Baker, and then their corners surprisingly looked pretty good without Patrick Peterson out there and with losing him. And then the, if, that, if that defense is that good, Kyler Murray's putting up points. Uh, Kyler Murray is terrifying because he um, – I mean, I, I will admit, I, 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 he, he is – he's approaching top five range quarterback. He's uh, – right now – He's better than Lamar Jackson. He's better than Josh Allen. And he's better than uh, he's better than Herbert. You know, he's better than a lot of quarterbacks, and we're not people don't pay attention to it. I mean, last year before he got hurt, he probably went an MVP or close to it with Rodgers. So I, it's pretty scary, dude. I was uh, that was a pretty scary game from the Cardinals. I was a little uh, worried about that. Yep. NFC West is terrifying as a whole. Might we see all four teams make the playoffs? Um, I don't know, dude, because I just don't see – I don't see San Francisco beating up any three of those teams. I think they, they can – they could sweep the Seahawks, but I don't see them doing anything more than splitting with any of the other two. But I think more than likely I think the Rams and Cardinals sweep them, and I think the 49ers are left out. So that that is a little worrisome for me. I think the 49ers are left out. Okay. Um because just because I mean they were bad last year and it only took a couple of injuries to take them completely apart. And they're only a couple of injuries again away from being bad. So I uh I they worry me. I think if the Rams lose one or two players, they're still good as long as it's not Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and then I think the Cardinals, if they lost Chandler Jones or lost J.J. Watt, not both, they'd still be fine. 
unless they lose Colin Murray, I think they're going to be great. And the Seahawks are on paper not that great, but they looked really good against the Colts. So, so Tyler Lockett had his one great game of the year. He can stack up half his fantasy points in one game. Oh, he's he's deep bomber bust usually. Yep, that's how it goes. Um, did did DK you, have a catch? I'm not sure if he had a catch. I know he didn't play great. I do know that. Let me let's see if he had a catch or not. I uh, I think he had two two or three catches against Colts. He had two four catches, catches for sixty yards and a touchdown. So he had a decent day. He had a very low-key day that was overshadowed by Tyler Lockett. Uh, they were targeted the same amount. It's just Tyler Lockett's were deep. Uh, so no panic needed for DK Metcalf, fantasy people. The Colts just have a pretty good defense. They didn't – I mean, they had a, they had an iffy game, but the Colts do have a pretty good defense. So I, yeah, they kinda, I think they focused on DK. Yeah, the Colts need some people back on offense line, though. Yeah, um, I did think Carson Wentz looked good, though. Yeah. I, I thought that he had a lot of pressure on him, and it made him look a little he, – he looked a little uh, little anxious, a little happy feet. Um, didn't look super comfortable, but when he had a clean pocket and was able to make a throw, dude, he was, you know, he was, he was good, and he looked, he looked like old Carson Wentz. He looked like uh, – a guy playing on a decent team that has been playing on a bad team for a long time. Uh, see, I thought he was fine, and I, I think he's going to be – he'll be fine the rest of the year as long as he doesn't get hurt and the Colts will be decent. Um, with his history with injuries, he, he's eventually going to get hurt. Probably. I hope not, but uh, we'll see. Um, Jalen Hurts, though, looked very good. Uh, yeah, but, that, that was very impressive by him and the Eagles. See, now people are, you know, I need to pump the brakes a little bit. It is the Falcons who are very bad. I mean, the Falcons are supposed to be very good on offense, though. The Eagles defense looked pretty good. That's I, yeah, that, that, that's that's the biggest uh, surprise uh, yeah. of the game to me. Yeah, not that Jalen Hurts put up points. We all knew that was going to happen. I mean, Jalen Hurts, from the little bit of starts he's had in his career, so far, we can we can tell bad defenses. He's going to light up because they can't contain his speed and his big playability. But good defenses tend to make him very very uncomfortable and look very very turnover prone. So we'll see. Maybe maybe I mean, that's not true. I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit. Talk about he's a you know elite quarterback already. Um, he still has struggles throwing the ball, um, and he he reminds me a lot of. Um, RG3, where if you took away his legs, I think he'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, he's one injury away from that happening, and he's not going to be able to run every game because teams are more prepared for that now than they used to be. With the with the rise of Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, teams have to prepare for that on a week-to-week basis, you know, so they're they're more ready for it than usual. So yeah. good teams, Their I think, will still get them trouble. doesn't always work, though. No, it doesn't, uh, especially, again, when Gwen – when Lamar and Kyler Murray seem to be playing Madden in the backfield, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know, dude. That that they they're different. I, Jalen Hurts is fast, you know, and he can run, but he can't do what Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson can do. I just I hate to say he can't. Uh, but to get to the afternoon noon games, uh, we already touched on the Giants. Um, it's the same team as was last year. Solid defense, 
Offense well, is very mediocre. Obviously, their defense regressed a little bit because they didn't yeah. give up that many damn points to De- Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Of all people. Well, I think it. I mean, the the Melvin Gordon run at the end of the game was kind of, you know, kind of a, a bust. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a busted plays don't equal bad defense because every once in a while that's going to happen. It just looked like it was, a, you know, he just slipped out and got a touchdown. Other than that, I thought it was just a boring, like what we said, it was a boring defensive game with two decent defenses. You know, I thought they were solid defenses. But the offense is still the same issue, whether you add Saquon or not. Maybe it's that he's a little rusty. Um, but I mean, the was, when, he played, when he played last season, it was the same thing. He couldn't get space. He couldn't get past yeah. the line of scrimmage. He was stopped in the backfield a lot. Yeah, the line was bad, but I also felt like he was doing a lot of um, lots of standing there and kind of tiptoeing around in the backfield instead of attacking. He still looks a little um, a little hesitant to burst. Um, they claim they're going to quote unquote unleash him this week, and last week wasn't unleashing him. So we'll see. I thought Daniel Jones looked okay. It's just he's never comfortable. It's hard for me to get a real good read on whether he's good or not because he's never – he is – he's got to be the most anxiety-filled quarterback back there because the Giants have given him no time in any game I don't think he's ever played in for them. He's absolutely uncomfortable every week. Oh, that that sucks That sucks for um, him. But right now I think he's, he's, he's obviously – Playing for his fucking job. Yeah. If if the Giants are last place, he's gonna Giants are gonna draft a good quarterback in the next draft. Yeah. Joe Judge this is might his lose year. his job. Yeah, this is his prove it year. I and um, it, it's tough for him because you know, as you said, he doesn't really have protection like that. I, it almost feels like he doesn't have a choice. It feels a lot like um. It feels a lot like a little bit like Carson Wentz. You know, he's never played at the level Carson Wentz was before he tore his ACL. But it, it, like his problems are because his anxiety playing quarterback, where he his his pocket awareness isn't allowed to be developed because he is either constantly worried about somebody attacking him and has to run out all the time, or he's got to just you know sit in there and try to make a throw and make a play, and he doesn't know which one to do. He looks uncomfortable, and I don't blame him. Yeah, and the turnover issues are still there, the fumbling issues, all that. Yeah, he did fumble on a, on a, on a dive. Um, that was a little weird. I, I don't know why he would dive like that. That was kind of dumb. Uh, but when he gets a clean pocket and throws a ball, he throws accurate, good balls, and gives his receiver the chance to make a play. And I feel like he's a decent quarterback. Like, but, I, but no NFL quarterback will – Always have the time like that. I don't he, think he, he needs always. He needs it sometimes. I mean, uh, he gets what maybe five clean pockets a game. If you switch him out with Jimmy Garoppolo in in San Francisco, or you switch him out with, um, let's see who's another quarterback that's got a good team. If you switch him out with uh, Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, do you think he's doing any worse than they are? I don't I think, think he is. I, uh, I think he'll are. do similar things to what they do. They aren't turning the ball over like he does. I I agree. He does fumble a lot, but that's – I mean, how many of his fumbles is him having to run out of the pocket because he's having to run for his life, and then he gets sacked. 
in the backfield or trying to run make a make a play because no one else seems to be making one. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know how to feel about him because there's obvious deficits in his game. Very obvious, glaring ob- obvious. But I can't tell how much of that is attributed to the O line being that pitiful his entire time he's been there, or if it's that there's no or if it's, there's no playmakers, or if it's that he's just bad. I can't tell. Um, but Sterling Shepard looked really good when they got in the ball. Kenny Galladay looked okay. He did his Kenny Galladay thing where, he, you know, he catches balls with no separation because he is a terrible route runner but has elite hands. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next week they throw a few more deep balls, jump balls to Kenny Galladay. I think that's what they need to do because Daniel, Daniel Jones does throw a mean deep ball. So, I think they need to just let Galladay get up the sideline, throw him a, a 50-50 ball, and try to get some big plays like that because that's what they're, they're missing chunk plays. That Saquon is supposed to be getting them, and they're not getting Yep. Um, the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, this is a weird game. It, it was a weird game. The the Browns they came they came out firing on all cylinders. Yep. Uh, had a two point conversion, first touchdown of the game. You you could tell. Um, they changed their mindset. They're not the same old Browns. They're here to freaking win. I still and, knew the um, entire time they were going to lose that game. Yeah. I knew the entire time. It was yeah, too yeah. perfect of a start. I knew they were going to lose that game. Even when uh, the last drive of the game, you knew something was going to go wrong for them. Yeah. that um, Honestly, more than anything, that just tells me how far behind most of the NFL is than the Chiefs, that when they want to, they can just turn that on and become – another level and it's it's incredibly terrifying it really is to to know that no other team in the AFC really has a real chance um I think the Browns played a good game but if they don't punch them in the mouth early in that game the Browns lose by 14 so I don't know I I I mean more than anything I'd be a little concerned if I was the Browns because, yeah, you punched them out, but you're, the inability to finish games against a top-tier team like that, I'm sure they'll win the AFC North. I'm sure they'll be a good team. They'll have a good record. But you want a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's what you want. And they – they that was their chance to stick it to the Chiefs and show them they could beat the Chiefs. They gave them I everything mean, they had, and it was short. They, they, they did show me that they can beat the Chiefs. If they could could have executed at the end. Maybe I mean, was, uh, maybe ran the ball a little more times at the end of the game. That was everything they had, though, and they came up short. Well, we can always just blame it on the punter. That was that Fair. was a, that was Fair. a bad that was a bad that was a bad time, bad place to mess up there. Fair, fair points, fair points. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of those teams are good. We both know that it was a good game. Uh, the biggest surprise probably of the week was uh, the Saints and the Packers, dude. That was I have that was one of the most shocking games I think I've ever watched because you're waiting the entire time for our right, Aaron Rodgers, all right, Aaron Rodgers is gonna do this, Aaron Rodgers is gonna do that. Uh, Devontae Adams, where's Devontae Adams? Aaron Jones, where's Aaron Jones? And it never ever came. And I even Aaron Rodgers looked stunned himself. Yeah, uh, I don't buy the narrative. Everybody was acting like he gave up. I think he genuinely looked 
stunned that he had been dominated that bad by a Saints team that we honestly had all kind of wrote off. Yeah. Um, also, it turns out if you can see, um, you are a lot better at throwing a football because you don't, uh, you don't say, Mister Winston. Yeah, Jameis was uh, was eating W's, dude. He, uh, I, I drafted him in fantasy football. I was feeling that you know, even if he throws picks like he used to, he's gonna throw a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Um, he didn't need a lot of yards, but he threw a lot of touchdowns. Um, if that's the Jameis we're getting all year, the Saints are are a legit team. That's a legit team. He's better right now than Drew Brees was the last two years. Oh yeah, he could actually throw a deep ball. Yeah, we can see he. I mean, he blew the top off to Deontay Harris late in that game, and I, I was super impressed and happy for him because you know James Winston had his antics early on in his career, but the the dude obviously works hard in his stupid drills that everybody makes fun of him for. But he don't fumble the ball. People make fun of him for doing the slapping drills, but Daniel Jones needs to do those because. James don't fumble. Um, and, you know, now that he can see, dude, I, I honestly – I was very impressed by it. Yeah. I, w- I wonder how Taysom Hill would have looked there. I mean, they paid Not the him. same. Not the same, dude. There's no way Taysom Hill could have done that. There's no way. And he thinks he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. Or starting quarterback money. I absolutely disagree, and I, I'm i glad Jameis got another chance. I hope Cam Newton gets the same chance that Jameis had. Uh, I think Washington needs to be calling Cam Newton personally, but uh, I uh, I was I was happy for Jameis. I, was, uh, but the, I think the Packers would be fine. I think um, they got stunned and didn't respond well, but that roster, talent-wise, can't, it's not going to be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the last time Aaron Rodgers threw two picks in a game, they won a Super Bowl. Last time he huh. threw two picks in week one, they won a wow. Super Bowl. I don't know and about that. but The last team to lose to the Saints like that lost, I mean, won the Super Bowl. Well, I think the big thing is that, you know, we're going to hear another R-E-L-A-X, relax. Like, I got this from Aaron Rodgers, so. He's given me no reason in his entire career to doubt that he's, you know, not going to compete at the highest level. So I'm not really too overly concerned with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll be fine. It was a shocker of a game, though. Um, and then the Dolphins-Pats game was boring. Boring. Just boring. Yeah, it was. I mean, outside of a couple Damian Harris rushes, and the end of the game where the Pats unfortunately fumbled the game yeah. away, literally. Yeah. It, it was pretty sleeper. Both of these offenses are very boring. They're they're very they're not creative. They were boring. Matt Jones looked fine. Tua looked fine, I guess, but they're so, they're so boring that I just bleh, bleh. the whole AFC East right now looks so boring. The the Bills look boring. They all looked boring, and I, I don't understand. There's no creativity. They looked absolutely just meh. That's not encouraging because at least last year, the you know, Patriots weren't good, but they did some creative stuff to try to score. The The Dolphins weren't good, but they did some creative stuff. I mean, they were good, but you know their offense was bland, And but they did some creative stuff. That game was 
they looked meh. I don't know. That's just me. We'll see. We should see the playbook open up more as the year goes I on. Guess. I guess. I guess. Um, so that's all the afternoon games. Yeah. Uh, now we can. We, we already talked about the Bears. We can talk yeah. about your Ravens losing that wild Monday night game. That game was really bad for my blood pressure. It's really, really bad. Um, I, I'm not overly concerned. I, I think the Raiders are just better than we thought they were. To be honest with you, I, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm concerned. The Ravens' uh, right tackle issue with Villanueva is pretty bad. Uh, he got worked by Max Crosby. So either Max yeah, Crosby is very good. All well, of a sudden, he, he, he is. He, he's been good. Well, well he he's, been, he's, he he's been... sober now. ESPN wanted us to know a thousand times. I don't know if you watched the ESPN broadcast, okay, the regular one, not the Manning one. I did. ESPN, I watched the Manning one. ESPN talked about it for an entire drive, that he is sober and no longer doing drugs and alcohol, and him and Darren Waller have been you know, clean for a certain amount of months, but they kept talking about it. It's cool to hear it like a glance. They talked about his overcoming alcohol abuse far too much. It was a way. It was, it was an abuse of the use of alcohol abuse. It was rough. What What else were they going to talk about? Derek Carr, Carl Nassib. They talked about that for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, uh, I just thought it was funny. But yeah, I I thought the the Raiders defense looked solid. Their corners looked better than I thought they would. Um, uh, Mo Rig looked pretty decent. Um, I uh, they they looked fine, and I uh. I thought the Ravens' defense was fine. They're obviously missing some pieces. Yeah. Um, but they, they started out dominating the game, but something the, the Raiders were able to see made it where as the game went along, they figured out what the Ravens were doing. Uh, so Wade Martindale needs to make some adjustments because obviously he got very predictable towards the end of that game to the point that they knew he was going to all out rush and they would have a wide touchdown right there. Um, I... That's just like the the analytical stuff from the game. Lamar is fine. I'm not really worried about the two fumbles. Fumbles are usually random. He doesn't have a fumbling problem. Yeah, it's fine. Tyson Williams looked fine. I thought Sammy Watkins looked really good. I, I thought Sammy Watkins looked great. That's week one. Sammy Watkins though, we'll see. Yeah, um, he always does go to week one. And yeah, he has to play Chiefs next season. week. He's got his Chiefs revenge game next week. Uh, and then you got Hollywood. Hollywood looked very good because they did. Instead of making him just run like deep, they we got him underneath and got him the ball and let him make, you know, do stuff with his speed. So uh, I wasn't. Both teams I think should go away from that game with some good things um, and some bad things. Uh, but I don't feel like anyone would feel like they lost that game because honestly, that was the weirdest last like ten minutes of gameplay that I've I, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen a football team lose twice in one night. Yeah, it was that was bad, dude. It really it really hurt because I thought we lost, and then they put it back, and then they got the false start, and I was like, yeah, 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 and then that pick, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and then the fumble, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> it was bad, dude. I was I was very uncomfortable, but the the people that are saying that John Gruden planned out the the kicker not knowing that it was time for him to kick. And like them had getting the delay game are full of shit. There's no way that man's that smart. They probably didn't know that he didn't have any timeouts left or something like that. 
yeah, he probably made a really dumb, dumb play, dumb thing, but then he made it, you know, Lemons, you make lemonade, I guess, but I was that was something else. I was, I don't know, dude, but it was uh, it was a hell of a game. I uh, as a Ravens fan, I wasn't like I was ups- irritated that we lost, but I didn't feel like dejected or that we're gonna suck or anything like that. Uh, no. I think it's we'll be just fine. Work on protecting Lamar. That's all you need to do. Filling away was a problem. The right tackle is issue isn't a problem because every time the the announcers are talking, if the announcers are talking about it the whole time, then there's there that means every other NFL team that's going against that right tackle knows that when you get inside leverage on him, when you get under his pads, he's useless. He's not. He's useless and he's humongous. So you're gonna get under his pads. If you get lower than him, you get by him. That's what he. That's it. So I uh, that's worrisome. I don't like that. But I thought the run-in was fine. Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams look good, even though Tyson can't pass protect either. I think Lamar will be fine. It was good to see he threw the ball a lot better last night. I don't know if you noticed. He threw the ball a lot better, like to the to the sidelines. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the deep throw to Sammy Watkins was in, like, the, the top right of the field, um, and it was right over his shoulder. It was a pretty good throw. You could have led him a little farther, but still, he completed it. It's a good throw. And then the um, the crossing route to Marquise Brown that he threw over the back of the defense and onto the left side of the field, he can't make that throw last year. So I, he, he's definitely worked on it. And so I'm I, I'm I'm encouraged by Lamar Jackson at least. So we'll see. All right, that's it for. Our NFL game coverage. Now we can talk about the weekend fantasy that happened. Yeah, dude, I had a rough week. I had a rough week. Oh, so did I. I started Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Oh, boy. Uh, the good news is this was not a huge injury week. Uh, we did lose Fitzmagic, which is sad. Uh, we lost Jerry Judy. That's, but that's about it, though. You know what I mean? That's about it. Big injuries. Usually it's worse. Um, Jerry Judy wasn't that, you know, he was okay. He played fine, I guess, but, you know, he's not really like a huge factor to me or anything. Neither is Fitzpatrick. Um, yep, we also lost Raheem Mostert for the year. Well, I mean, well, that's like we all, I mean. We, we knew it was going to happen not this early, though. I, I feel bad for Mostert, but, like, he is extremely injury prone, and I'm not really, like, if you drafted Raheem Mostert, expect him to play the whole year, that's on you. Um. Also, did you see how mean people were though to Mostert on um, like social media? No, they I, were, I haven't seen that yet. They were telling him to kill himself and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's fantasy football, guys. Jesus Christ! It's a man. A man just like ripped his kneecap in half, and you're gonna like tell him to kill himself because you're a fantasy football team with your office buddies. So, like, come on, man, relax. It's crazy. This happens every time someone it's terrible. Uh, gets hurt or has, like, zero catches in a game. Yeah, like he did it on purpose. Like he just went out and said, you know what? I'm going to really fuck Glenn's weekend up right now. I can't wait to fuck Glenn's weekend up. Stupid idiots. Uh, but um, what was your biggest, like, you know, big surprise that you got from the weekend? Uh, my biggest surprise was um, I have three. I I can I'll start with the Lions running backs. 
Swifton, Jamal Williams. Yeah. Yeah, they had a good game against a decent defense, and they caught a lot of passes. Yeah. Actually, unsurprisingly, since the Lions don't have a lot of receivers. Yeah, I was surprised that they both got so many touches, um, but Swift was out there a lot more. So we'll see how much when Swift is 100% that Jamal Williams actually gets to play. But I was, you know, it was was nice to see. You know, if you have either one of those guys, you felt good after you left that, you know. What else you got? Yeah, and um, another surprise was Corey Davis. I've seen all those reports in the preseason about how Zach Wilson really liked uh, throwing the ball to Elijah Moore. Corey Davis yeah. had a hell of a game. Yeah, honestly, Corey Davis. Go ahead, sorry. He should do good, and um, and at least until James and Crowder comes back, then the Jets receiving core will be even. You know, more more passes to go around. I don't know, man. It felt like he got a lot of targets, and he was the only successful. Like, you know, rookie quarterbacks tend to cling on to whatever, you know, feels comfortable. And if Corey Davis is the only person he's throwing the ball to that's making plays, I think he's going to keep getting it. It feels like a breakout, you know, big fantasy year. There's always, like, a couple guys that are in top 15 they are on bad teams for their position. Um, and I think Corey Davis is going to be that guy. I really think he's going to be the big steal of the year. There's always one late in rounds. Last year it was Stephon Diggs, which I still don't understand how it even happened. And this year, I think it's going to be Corey Davis. And I, uh, yeah, he looked really good. I was expecting that. I've got him on almost all my teams. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Corey Davis. He looked really good this week. And my last uh, big surprise of the week was Jameis Winston in the Saints defense. <laughs> wow. Jameis. Famous Jameis. That was, that was a lot of touchdowns by Jameis, five of them. Yeah, he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Yeah. He just says. Well, he, I think he, he always put up yards when he was on the Bucks. You he just didn't need got, that, though. You, you just got a lot of points subtracted because of turnovers. That's the scare. Well, he was the number one fantasy quarterback the year he did the 30, 30 and 30 thing. But um, the the thing was is he didn't need the yards. That was the big, the best indicator to me. So he didn't need to throw 300, 350 yards. Yeah, but he was he's, he's not going to throw five touchdowns every no, year. He, no, he didn't. And then, you know, they blew out the Packers and all that. But he, I've never seen him do that before. That was efficiency. And Jameis wasn't trying to sling it as far as he could every play. Or, you know, that He was trying to make the best play, and it resulted in the best outcome. And it appears that when he does that, he's actually a very, very good quarterback. So, Yeah, and we'll it see. looks like the Saints defense is a lot better than we thought. You know, we ca- kind of wrote them off a little bit. Yeah, Mark Slattimore had a great game. Yeah. Mark Slattimore had a great game on Devontae Adams. Also got paid. Yeah. Um, the disappointments are all pretty obvious, I think. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. That was pretty bad. Um, the Brandon Ayuk one was probably the most out of the blue one. Um, I know you said you think you thought he would be kind of a dud, and a lot of people are high on him. But um, the actor, you know, Kyle Shanahan saying today that uh, that you know he's got a he's getting outworked by the guy behind him, basically. That uh, that's that's alarming, dude, because he's it feels almost. Do you remember when he did the same thing to uh, Dante Pettis? 
Yeah. Dante Pettis had an encouraging rookie year, and the next year he just didn't like him and he wouldn't blame him anymore. Uh, it feels similar, and I, uh, I, it's not good. That's not good for everybody, you know, planning on IU breaking out. Yeah. Uh, then James Robinson, dude. Urban Meyer hates him. He hates him. Either I don't know he what hates he, him or he just loves Carlos Hyde so much. Well, he drafted Travis Etienne too. I mean, he hates James Robinson for whatever reason, dude. I, I, I just can't. I can't understand it. I can't. I don't get it. The only positive part about this team last year, they're just—he's not using it, and I don't. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. Yep. And uh, I think we can in our fantasy uh, focus uh, part of the uh, podcast with our waiver wire. I'm just I'm just going to select three guys from the list. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, running back in the 49ers. Yep. Pretty obvious one, yeah. And if you can't get him, get hasty because it seems like they're both going to be above Trey Sermon and Jeff Or if, if you really want to like project out, uh, be aware of Jeff Wilson coming back in a few weeks. Yeah. Also, uh, Deontay Harris on the Saints. It looks like he's going to be a good deep threat option yep. for Jameis. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how many passes per se is going to catch per game, but he looks to be the Saints' number one receiver right now. So mm-hmm. get him if he's, you know, a free agent in your league. And uh, last wide receiver for me is Christian Kirk. Because I thought he had a good re- game. For some reason, in both the leagues I'm in, he was a free agent. So... He's been he's been he's had a disappointing you know like every year we we before this year we were like you know Christian Kirk's going to take that next step and then it never happened and I think uh, it would be it would be the year that when no one cares about him that he ends up taking the next step so we'll see um, and then my couple ones uh it this, this happens every every time we think Mark Ingram's career is over he he just finds a way to do some shit I don't know what it is he touched the ball twenty six times in the, for the Texans. They were playing the Jaguars, so don't you know expect him every game to have you know eighty five yards and a touchdown. He's not. He's old. There's a bunch of other running backs, but to know that he's going to have that role on that offense, at least be one of the primary backs on a consistent basis, uh, is encouraging. And you, you should, if you got an extra spot, and if you want to drop somebody, or if you had an injury, I'd pick him up and just to, just to see if worse comes to worse, he has another game. Trade him. Trade him high and hope for the best. Uh, other than that, uh, Tyler Higby, but he should be drafted in everybody's leagues. So, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, everybody else was kind of – there wasn't anything, you know, hugely surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think other than that, you know, every week you can just stream whoever's playing the Jaguars. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. If you, uh, if, you, if you need to know who's, who to start, if you have anybody playing the Jaguars, start them. Anyone playing the Jaguars or the Texans, start them. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're not great. Because even though the Texans won, they 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 didn't they didn't they're not good. Not good. They're not good. Okay, they're not good. But uh, that's all we got. It was a good weekend. Um, tomorrow we'll uh, we'll we'll probably record for our looking forward to the weekend. 
Um, we got Thursday night football tomorrow, though. Who, uh, um, who you like tomorrow is the Giants and the football team, right? Yep. Okay. For whatever reason, Daniel Jones always does good against the football team. Yeah. I think he has like 60% of his touchdowns against the football team. And I think that'll continue this week. I I, I got the Washington Giants. You think they're going to win straight up? Yeah, I think the Giants will win straight up. Um, I think so too, just because I have no faith in um, in Heineke. I don't. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he had one good game and made it seem impressive, but uh, I, I really don't think he's a good quarterback. I think they're going to have to rely heavily on Antonio Gibson, but the Giants are going to be able to hold it down, and we're going to. Giants are going to uh, Washington's going to be zero and two. I think they're going to end up not having a great year. They they should have pulled the trigger on a quarterback this year. They should have. Cam Newton is still a free agent, so they can always he go is. for that. They should have traded up and drafted a quarterback, dude. It's it's glaringly obvious that that's what they're missing, and they're wasting Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin and a good O line and a great D line and a good defense by not having a quarterback and hoping that Ryan Fitzpatrick could somehow be something that he's not or Tyler Heineke could be something that he's not. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Giants. Uh, I cover plus three and a half at least, but I think they're probably going to win. So, all right, I think that's all we got today. And uh, we will see you guys when we do our predictions for the upcoming week. And uh, Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. It's Burrito Pod and Pod Burrito. And if – Yep. Follow us on Instagram, Burrito Pod, Twitter, Pod Burrito. If I mix it up, just switch the pot in the burrito. And that's all we have for you guys. See you later. Thanks.